Hello, this is Pastor Sam DeChico from the Concord Baptist Church of Wilmington, Delaware. We're so glad you could join us for today's broadcast. Concord Baptist Church is located at 2510 Marsh Road in North Wilmington. We presently have services 11 o'clock and 6.30 p.m. at the Concord Baptist Church. We also are the home of Concord Christian Academy a school that goes from K2 through 12th grade. If you need more information about our church or school ministry, visit our website, ConquerBaptistChurch.org. Today we're going to look at the life of a man by the name of Barnabas, one of the great disciples in the New Testament, a man that was used to encourage people, a man that was used to spread the gospel, a man that was involved with the first missionary outreach, And so as we look at the story of Barnabas, we see a man that God was using in a wonderful way. He first starts off in Acts chapter 4, starting at verse number 32, we're introduced to Barnabas. It says, And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul, neither said any of them uh, out of the things which he possessed that uh, was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked, for as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet, and distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Joseph who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. During the uh, early days of the New Testament church, many people were in Jerusalem that uh, formed this great church and uh, there was a famine in the land. There was uh, people that had come from other lands and stayed there. And so uh, it caused uh, some problems. One of the problems is that people didn't have money. People didn't have food, didn't have uh, proper lodging. And so the apostles, uh, who were burdened down with uh, preaching and spreading the gospel, uh, selected seven men full of the Holy Ghost and became what we would call now the first deacons. And uh, of them, uh, these men would help distribute the uh, the money, food to to people, in particular widows. Well, uh, the people s- sort of had uh, this this giving spirit where they wanted to make sure everybody had enough. So uh, they kind of lived in this this type of Christian environment where they all took care of each other. And people that had lands or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles, and they would make sure that then uh, other people who had need would be taken care of. Well, one of the people that sold lands and gave money to the apostles was mentioned here Joseph, uh, who was surnamed Barnabas, uh, which is uh, by interpretation the son of consolation or the son of encouragement. And so Barnabas giving encouraged people to give. So he was he was a giver. He was somebody who was very generous. He was from the land of Cyprus, an island in the Mediterranean Sea. He was a Levite from the tribe of Levi, the priestly tribe. And he shows he has great generosity in giving to the Lord and giving to people. And because of his giving, others, uh, I'm sure, gave likewise. But uh, as we see his story unfold, uh, he had a heart for people. He had a heart for ministry. He had a heart to be a blessing to people by his giving. And and, uh, as he gave financially to the Lord, he gave himself to the Lord. The Lord not only wants our money and and uh, our possessions that are his ultimately, but he also wants us 
uh, to give ourselves to him completely. <clears throat> and so as the story of Barnabas unfolds, we see how that he was a great encourager. He had been spreading the gospel now and uh, during this time, there was a young man by the name of Saul of Tarsus who was wonderfully saved. He, of course, would become the great apostle Paul. Well, after uh, Saul of Tarsus got saved, he went to Damascus, preached the word of God, had to be lowered down by a basket so that uh, people didn't kill him. And he then uh, was going to meet up with the apostles uh, in Jerusalem. But it says here in Acts chapter 9, verse 26, and when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. So can you imagine the frustration of Saul of Tarsus, who became Paul? He uh, wanted to meet the apostles. He wanted to let them know of his salvation, and uh, he wanted to work with them possibly, but they rejected him because they were afraid of him. They didn't know that he truly was saved, and they questioned maybe the uh, his, salvation, his salvation because he was such a great persecutor of Christianity. Maybe they thought he was trying to infiltrate them and trying to find out who Christians were so that he could arrest them and throw them in jail like he had previously done. And so he had a difficult time trying to uh, have fellowship with, with believers. But in verse 27 it says, But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and had, how he had spoken to them and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. So here it is. Barnabas, once again, is encouraging. He's encouraging Paul. He's encouraging the apostles to, to trust Paul, that he did get saved, that he did preach in Damascus, that he is a man of God now. He is truly a Christian. And because of Barnabas's intervention, now Saul of Tarsus is finally accepted by the apostles, accepted by the brethren as truly being a, um, uh, you know, a true Christian. So it was Barnabas that was used by God to encourage people. And that's what Barnabas was all about. He was an encourager. And that's uh, such a great gift. It's such a great testimony to be able to encourage people, to bring people together, to give as he gave and be a blessing to people and then uh, believe that people truly are saved and and as he did that he encouraged not only the apostle paul but he encouraged the apostles as now they accepted him into their fold well a couple chapters later in acts chapter 11 uh, verse number 23 we read about how that there was a great church started in Antioch and uh, this church was uh, a, a missionary church it had uh, was started by uh, some of the people that had left Jerusalem and as they have uh, gone to Antioch Antioch now is uh, a church of predominantly um, Gentiles who who believe in Christ and in, in chapter 11 verse number 23 we see that the church was growing so much that they needed to send somebody there to be a teacher and it says verse 22 then the tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church which was at Jerusalem and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch uh, who, when he came and had seen the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all, and with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord, for he was a good man, and full of the Holy Ghost, 
and a faith, and much people was added unto the Lord. So as Barnabas now is teaching in Antioch, he realizes that the, the job is is too big for just him and, and uh, maybe a few others that were there. And so who does he go look for? Well, the next verse says, then departed Barnabas to Tarsus to seek Saul. And so he needed help. And who does he go to? Saul of Tarsus. And really it's Barnabas that gets Saul involved in this ministry at Antioch. It is, it is Barnabas that sought out Saul, who was back in his hometown now in Tarsus, and invites him to come to Antioch and be one of the teachers, one of the pastors of this church. And verse number 26, and when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. A new name is given now. Christians uh, are the people that will follow Jesus. And it's in this, this great church of Antioch. And for a year, Barnabas and Saul are now teaching the people, making disciples out of the, these people who've received Christ as Savior. What's happening now? Barnabas, because of his influence on Saul, Saul now has a ministry of teaching and uh, preaching unto people. Well, this went on for a year, and then as the story of Barnabas continues, we go down to chapter 13, and we see now that how that uh, there was a number of teachers in Antioch. And verse number two, and they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work wherein I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them and sent them away. And they, be, and, and they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost departed unto Seleucia and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. So they're going to start a missionary journey now. Of, of all the teachers that were there in Antioch, the Holy Ghost said, take away these two men, Saul and Barnabas, and send them off now to other places. And so what are we seeing? We're seeing the spreading of the gospel. We're seeing missionaries being sent. And just as uh, Barnabas went to Antioch, now he's being sent to go to his home country of Cyprus. And what's happening now? The first missionary journey we see is, is unfolding. And as now they're going to go to Cyprus, they take another man with them, and uh, they took also a man by the name of John Mark. John Mark was related to Barnabas, and now these three start off the ministry. They go into synagogues of the Jews, and it's there that they're going to present Christ as the Messiah. And I'm sure that they were met with mixed uh, reactions. I'm sure some people uh, received Christ as Savior. Maybe others rejected their message. And now persecution was very um, prevalent during those days. And so it was not easy to go and go off into these lands and these cities and, and preach the gospel because you never know what was going to happen. You didn't know if you were going to be received or rejected. And so now you have these two men of God. But then um, as uh, you also see these uh, these two men of God, uh, Saul and Barnabas, uh, that Barnabas sort of takes a backseat to Paul. Paul now becomes the, the main preacher. He becomes the one that really is uh, in charge of the ministry. And so we see a humble spirit by Barnabas. He's not looking for position. He's looking not looking to be the number one man in the group, if you will, but he just wanted to serve the Lord. And what a great testimony. Here's somebody that was an encourager. Here's somebody that gave his property. Here's somebody that went and taught 
and was an evangelist, and now he's a missionary. And, and when it came now to the point where uh, leadership was transferred to Paul, Paul became the, the number one apostle there. He humbly accepts uh, his role. And so now they are the, on their first missionary journey. Well, after this missionary journey uh, takes place, um, unfortunately, after the first uh, city that they went to, John Mark decided that he was going to return home. He went back to Jerusalem, and that caused uh, some problems for Paul and Barnabas, because in Acts chapter 15, they are now going to go back on the second missionary journey. They're going to visit the same cities again and uh, see how these churches are doing. And as they have these uh, this discussion as to you know how they're going to go about that, they had a difference of opinion. And uh, uh, as uh, we see the story in Acts chapter 15 in verse 36, and some days after Paul said unto Barnabas, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city, whether we have preached the word of the Lord, and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them, who departed from them, from Pamphylia, and went not with them uh, to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from another. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas and departed, being recommended by the brethren to the grace of God. What happened? We have now the first uh, split. Uh, it, it is is kind of a interesting dynamics here. Barnabas trusted John Mark, just like he trusted uh, years ago a young convert by the name of Saul of Tarsus. And uh, Paul, on the other hand, did not trust John Mark to go into the ministry with them for a second time. And, and so they argued about it. The contention was great. And finally, they decided, well, we're just going to go our separate ways. And, you know, it just shows that sometimes good men can have differences of, of, of opinion on um, different matters. And in this particular case, instead of them arguing and fighting and, and not going at all, two missionary teams are formed. So Barnabas takes Mark and Paul chooses Silas. And the rest of the book of Acts, we read about Paul and Silas, but we don't read anymore about Barnabas and Mark. Did they go off and fail? No. Uh, later on in Paul's life, as Paul was uh, at the end of his life, he asked if that uh, they might send John Mark to him. He says, for he is profitable in the ministry. And so Barnabas was right. Uh, he did give him another chance and he proved himself to be faithful. You know, as we think of this story of Barnabas, we see somebody who was a great giver. We see somebody who was an encourager, somebody who was serving the Lord, giving um, the word of God and teaching people. Someone who took Paul under his wings and then allowed Paul to grow in leadership and, and humbly allowed him to, to um, be the great man of God that he was. And then even when they had uh, a, a, an argument, they, they peacefully went their separate ways and continued in the work. What a great man of God, the apostle and disciple Barnabas.